and he's bricked up day before Valentine's Day. I had to look up what bricked up meant. <laughs> We're gonna be honest. <laughs> I was on the treadmill googling what bricked up. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. This is a special edition Valentine's Day recording day after Valentine's Day coming out episode. So I hope your man either came inside you or did not. If this is on in the car on your way to get plan B, good morning. Welcome. If you just had a Valentine's night, I hope your vibrator was fully charged. Tis the season of love. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Is that what you were expecting me to say? <laughs> no. It's kind of like those texts where you know, like, hey, babe. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love those texts. Send to Someone, 15 people. Please send me one of those texts. It is my favorite thing. Oh, after my own heart. I haven't gotten one in a hot minute. I know. It's like we get old and no one wants to be ratchet anymore. And honestly, no. it's so upsetting. <laughs> well, Emily. How are you? I'm good. I possibly will have a life update next week. Is that all you're going to give us? I think so. I don't want to jinx it. Okay, well, I will because I'm not connected to it. Emily is going on a date tonight. We don't think that he knows that it's Valentine's Day. So we're just treating it like a casual Tuesday hangout. They've been texting nonstop. And she's been grinning like a little schoolgirl. And we're excited to see how this date goes. Yeah, um, constant school girl. <laughs> constant school girl grinning. And this is what I have to say. You know how like we talk about like attributes and like things that guys can do that's hot? Yeah. This man thinks like me getting a PhD in my profession is hot. So, so hot. like ladies like honestly, get, a man, like, a man has being to support obsessed you. with you and everything that you do is so hot. It is, it is. So we'll see how it goes. What are you up to, Sad? Not much. Just working. And I got a new rug. I got a ruggable, the like machine washable rug. And I've gotten a Dyson vacuum in the past month. So I am in my housekeeper era. (laughs) But other than that, not much. I've already hit a fifth of my reading goal this year. If that tells you like how much not shit I've been doing. I have barely been reading. All I read this week was the book that we're covering today, and it makes me so sad. It's okay. You're in your you're in your grind era. I'm in my housekeeper yeah. era. <laughs> I don't want to be in my grind era. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't want to be in a grind era either. <laughs> Before we get into anything else, I would like to discuss Rihanna. This is a yes. Rihanna Stan account, and if you have something negative to say about Rihanna, how about you just kindly get the fuck out because that woman went up there first of all Seth was like is she pregnant and I was like Seth we don't talk about a woman's body my dad said the exact same thing I was like I was like it could be postpartum I was like I'm not questioning if Rihanna's pregnant or not I came after his fucking neck I was like you don't talk about a woman's body she just had a baby like sometimes it takes longer to bounce back and now I feel silly because she was indeed pregnant and she was trying to make a statement no everyone came to protect Rihanna 
we, we were riding for our girl. We all were. She sang 13 bangers in 12 minutes. The little EDM rave ho and me ate up the <laughs> mashup. The little dance where she put her hand at the back of her butt. I've been doing yeah. that around my house nonstop. <laughs> so that's all I have to say. We love Rihanna. <laughs> I absolutely love Rihanna. I did watch the Super Bowl. I was not as invested as you were in it. Um, I still think that the Eagles deserve to go out in a better fashion, but Rihanna just killed it. It's probably a good thing you weren't as invested as I was because I lost $500 on Super Bowl Sunday, so not great, but that's okay. Family bonding and all. This football season has not been kind to (laughs) y'all. We fucking suck. (laughs) We have lost so much money. I'm about to send them all Venmo requests. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, everybody get a Venmo request from your girl. But it is February 14th, and we're getting closer and closer to seeing Taylor Swift, and it's like all I can think about. I ordered my outfit this week. I'm going full midnights, or reputation is my backup because it's the easiest one to replicate. I think I'm still going to go mirror ball. I saw some disco ball earrings. Ooh, I actually have a pair of disco ball earrings. Perfect. Something I just have lying around. You can have them. Perfect. I'm waiting for my birthday outfit to come in and then we'll go from there. Okay. She's going to look like such a thought on her birthday. You. You is she. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to be a little like highlighter pink, but you know, it's okay. You know what I'm so excited about about your birthday weekend is the Magic Mike private showing we are going to with my mom and all of her friends. (laughs) I truly cannot wait. That is going to be so fun. All right. Well, let's get into what we've been reading. Well, you haven't read much. No. And the thing is, like, I've had, I did such a good little book haul at the beginning of the semester. I have Thor Princess. Devin Perry's new Eden book just came out. I have the duet that you kept talking about. Like, so many good books to read. I'm just like, ugh. Just final offer, but I know you've been reading. I have been reading. I read my first nonfiction book. I'm trying to do this thing where I read one like semi-serious book a month. This is my new goal because we are adapting our New Year's resolutions as the year goes on. So I read Hood Feminism. I don't know who it's by. It was interesting. I really liked some parts of it. Didn't love some parts of it. If anybody wants to borrow, you're welcome to hit me up. I read the final offer, which we're talking about today. I thought it was a little long. Like she took me a solid three to four days of active reading to get through. Yeah. She and was thick. She was thick for sure. And then I also read Control Me by Michelle Hurd. So a couple weeks ago, I read the first book in this series where it's kind of like Kingsmakers and they're all at this like training facility, but they're all 18. Um, this one was like a age gap. He was a professor, but he wasn't anymore. There was a kidnapping. There was a a trigger warning. There was a sexual assault. And she just, she handled it really well. So I gave it like four stars. The writing is not good. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) The writing is bad. But the plot was really good. And I thought that she handled sensitive topics well. And the spice was chef's kiss. So I gave it four stars. Would recommend if you're just looking to go into a fun little world. Yeah, so I think that I want to get into next. I didn't want to go back to a sports romance. I want to read this NBA book that everyone's reading. Yeah, I got in the mail. 
What's the name of it again? I think The Right Move. Yeah. Everyone is losing their mind about this. I know everybody lost their mind about the first book, too. Here's the thing, though. It's like 600 pages. Like, I just want to read a little 200-page slutty romance. Is that too much to ask? Like, I feel like LJ, Rena, Sophie, they make their books the perfect length. Mm-hmm. It's because they know that we're all just little gremlins and we don't need to feel academic. We just want to get our smut and go. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'm excited to read this, but... It's just so long. Yeah. Trip through it. Ugh. Okay, should we get into today's book, The Final Offer? Yes, let's get into it. All right, so today we'll be talking about Lauren Asher. So, played with an overactive imagination, Lauren spends her free time reading and writing. Her dream is to travel to all the places she writes about. She enjoys writing about flawed yet relatable characters you can't help loving. She likes sharing fast-paced stories with angst, steam, and the emotional spectrum. And her extracurricular activities include watching YouTube, binging old episodes of Parks and Rec, and searching Yelp for new restaurants before choosing her trusted favorite. Books by Asher include the Dirty Air series, which is Formula like One Racing, and it's so good, and the Dreamland Billionaire series. And today, we'll be discussing Final Offer, which is the last book in the Dreamland Billionaire series. I would also like to say before we get into it, this was by far my favorite in the series. What about you? Same. Yeah, no, same. Like, I no think, question. I think I'm, it's going three, two, one for me. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And she sets up a new series. So we're going to get like a lake, lake whatever. I can't remember what the name of the lake was called. But Asteria. we're going to get like Lake Wisteria Billionaires. And I'm like, all right, I don't hate it. I can be small town lake billionaire. I know that Lauren Asher will do small town really well. Yes. I can do like a beach small town. I just don't want to do a boonie small town. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this dedication is really sweet and it really like relates to the book. So it is to everyone who has been underestimated. I hope you prove everyone wrong, including yourself. Oh, sweet. Okay. Getting into the plot review. I will say I have to give a lot of context because this book is so long and I think it's because there's so much backstory. So when Callahan Kane comes back into Lana's life, she's ready to swing the door in his face. A lot has happened since the six years when he left her, the main change being her five-year-old daughter. What Lana doesn't understand is that Cal has to work with her to sell his grandfather's property, the only house she's ever known to receive his shares of the company, which is like Disney. Cal doesn't really care about his shares, but he's sick of letting everyone in his life down and can't disappoint his brothers again. As these two work together to renovate and sell the home, the childhood love seeps back into their lives. Not only does Cal need to fulfill his grandfather's requirements, but he also needs to sober up to be the man Lana deserves. And if he can do those things, will Lana still want him? With a kid in the mix, over 10 years of love, addiction, and the best dirty talk, this story has it all. It's a five-star read for me. Callahan Kane is a masterpiece. I love every aspect of the story. He is so madly in love with Lana after all these years, and she is also so madly in love. Like, when they said, I love you to each other again, I was like, just just take my heart out. And the way that he cares not only about her, but Cammie, 
And I like that Cammy wasn't an annoying kid. Like she wasn't an annoying kid. Like I enjoyed Cammy's character. And when she hustled him for $600, like there's a swear <laughs> jar and Callahan likes to swear a lot. And he's just giving her hundreds, like just full I honestly, on hundreds. Cammy, I respect the hustle. She ends up being like, it's for my college. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, girl. Like do the hustle. And when it was her birthday, her wish was for Cal to be her, like her new dad died. I love that we got to see the other Kane brothers in this book as well. And like his friendship continue with Iris because like he is best friends with Iris. And I don't know, there was just times like where my like heart actually hurt for Cal. And like, you can tell he is having this internal struggle with the alcoholism and everybody's just like being in his life is like, they're just not being nice to him. And like, they're making him feel like shit. Like there's times where like, I was really mad at Declan. I was just like, I think that Lana was the nicest to Cal about like the whole situation. And um, I have three things. And so when they finally like get like hook up after like being back together, he says, you know what you feel like? You feel like home. Like I spent the last six years with no way of being able to return as if I was stuck in an endless night with no light to help me get back, help guide me back to you. I just like was I was in tears. Tears. And he says, just know that whatever you like, whatever you do won't change the fact that I'll keep fighting for us in the future. I know we can have the one we deserve to have. And he was like, even if things don't work out with us, I will be in Cammy's life. And when he leaves to go to rehab and he leaves his cat with Cammy, I was done for. I was I was like, I have to pick up tomorrow because I had the emotions. Is a man having a cat? Because you're a cat lady. Is a man having a cat to you sexier than a guy with a dog? Yeah. Really? Cat dad's doing it for you. <laughs> I don't know. I just think, like, it's just something so cute about, like, a grown man just taking care of, like, a ball of fur. No, I agree. I thought that that made him, like, hotter. And I don't even like cats, really. But I was like, damn, he can do it. All right. I gave this 4.75 stars. And I said it earlier, I feel like this was like 75 pages too long. If it would have just been a little bit shorter, immediate five stars. But damn, do I love Callahan Kane. I ate this shit up. Why am I in the phase of life that I love a kid in a story? But I do think you're right. I think it's because Cammy wasn't annoying. Normally they annoy yeah. the out of me. She, no, she was not annoying. Like, it, like she was such a well-written side character. Yeah. And she added a lot. Even though she was like, I again, I don't understand children, how they age. But I think she was somewhere between four and seven. I don't really yeah. know. <laughs> um, Lana and Cal's love made me cry several times in this story. I have two quotes that I have to read. Because I was literally, they were doing dishes at one point and I was sobbing on my couch. They were so in love. Okay. So they're doing dishes. She says, she's like internal monologuing, right? Cal throws his head back and laughs. The combination of his smile and the light streaming through the window makes him rival the sun. I step closer, desperate for the warmth only he can provide. Like, you don't think shit like that unless you are madly in love with somebody. And it just tore my ass up because I was so nervous that he wasn't going to get clean. And like, like, I was worried that this was going to be a long term friend situation and they wouldn't get back together. Again, they're at his version of Disney World. Because they're like, their grandfather was like Walt Disney, basically. And 
he's watching her an internal monologue he says she laughs herself hoarse i'm hopeless as i watch in complete fascination my chest swelling with emotion at the sight of her happiness like i'm a sap but that's that killed me it killed me i'm emotionally unwell so i just i don't know my heart was broken i loved them so much him forking over cash to Cami for the swear jar is so sexy. I do not care. If I saw a man and like a nice pressed pant and a long sleeve button down shirt with the sleeves rolled up to the elbows, giving $100 bills to a child, I'm done for. Him going to rehab to be better for her just like killed me. This man literally hasn't had sober sex since her. And he just loved her so much. And it just hurt my soul that he was so broken and she made him want to put himself back together. Two things that I want to highlight. Again, at their version of Disney World, Cammy and Lana mm-hmm. are laughing. And he says, I want to make you two laugh like that for the rest of your lives. Like, <laughs> like the bear hugs, the group hugs that they have together. Oh, my I'm God. Like, like, that's all you want. Like, you can, that's all you can ask for. Even them just, like, sitting down at the dinner table. This is how I know that I'm in a different phase of life. Because I'm like, fuck, that's cute. Then he says, I have always thought we were meant to be. I might have screwed up the timing a bit, but that doesn't change the fact that there is no one I want in this world more than you. Like, he's just so fucking in love with her. And I I don't know if love like this really exists. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest, as someone in a loving and committing relationship, I don't know if this is real. And I have to say, so he hasn't been with anybody for two years because he came back to the lake and saw Lana with this man, Victor. And he was so heartbroken. He was like, I don't want Lana to see me with somebody else and experience this physical pain, like this pain that I'm feeling. Like a man choosing to be celibate so that you don't accidentally stumble upon him with somebody else is fucking crazy. Like that doesn't happen. You are schoolgirl grinning. Majority of this book. Yeah, the whole book. It's just perfect. And then we get into the spice. And the spice is also delivering. Like, you get this really well-rounded, robust, intense love story. And then Calvi saying shit, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, I think it's, like, low-key, like, small, slow burn. Mm. But the tension and, like, the little things that he says, I'm, like, it was almost hotter than, like, the actual scenes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we get a mirror scene. Y'all know that shit is highlighted. <laughs> so we can <laughs> mirror scene. I'm already turning red. <laughs> and uh, Cal's a little bit dominant. I'm going to say a lot dominant. Like, a that little. Is yeah. He is, yeah. He's a lot. He is not giving Lana any control. And so they catch each other's like reflection in the mirror. And he goes, you look so pretty with my cock inside your mouth. And so they catch each other's like reflection in the mirror. And she said, goosebumps break out against my skin and the side of him thrusting into my mouth over and over again while I watch in the mirror. And he goes, look how good you take me. I like a variation of a praise kink that isn't good girl. Like a look how good you take me. (laughs) That's fucking me up. It's so fucking hot. And then she says, when he catch me slipping backward, he pulls me back and wraps his fingers around my throat holding me in place as he drives into me with abandon. I I don't have words. I had no words. <laughs> <laughs> it's too stunned to speak. The thing about Cal that personally got to me is that he high key 
had a little bit of a god complex. He sure as hell did. He was cocky and he knew it. Oh my god, it was so sexy. And so Lana is a person that's breathing out God in the bedroom, which I also do. And so she chokes on her breath and whispers God. And then he says, please, no need to call me God outside of the bedroom. It gives me a complex. If a man said that to me, I'm weak in the knees. (laughs) I I am. I am. I would be like, I'm here. Like, I'm here. So that's not even happening in a sexual nature. But don't worry. We get in a sexual nature as well. Lana says, from my breast to my pussy, not a single inch of my body goes unappreciated. Cal denies me another orgasm, which makes me groan with frustration. Lana again says, God. Cal says, you should know better than to call me another man in bed. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He slapped my pussy hard once, twice, three times until I'm panting and squirming beneath him. I have to say, he, she made a comment. She's like, um you never like really felt that way and he was like that's before I felt you underneath me oh my god like I don't think men like this really exist and if you have one lock him in your basement like <laughs> we're coming for him. like that's the thing it's like he values like her like and values like the like the pleasure that she can give him yeah he puts her on a very high pedestal and only takes her off the pedestal to degrade her slightly in the bedroom, which I'm a huge fan of. But I just like, can you imagine you're on your back, a man above you in bed, and you say like, oh my God. And he says, you should know better than to call me by another man in bed. I'd come right there and there. (laughs) Oh my God. On the thing, He smirks. Like he is a smirker and his little tiss 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 I was done for I was done for all right another scene that Emily and I both have highlighted and in all caps on our little outline the look but don't touch scene and this is the first time that like the sexual tension really breaks and Lana because of course there's a forced proximity situation I haven't read a book all year that doesn't have forced proximity as they're renovating the house, the Cammy and Lana have to move into the guest house with him. And she is pent up. I get it, sister. Me too. And so she's has her vibrator out, turns on music, makes it loud as fuck so that he won't hear the vibrator. It obviously doesn't work because he knew what she was doing. He comes in and she basically says, like, you can't touch me because she knows that once they go down this road, there's no turning back. And he says, fine, I won't touch you, but I can look. And then he takes control of the vibrator, denies her a couple orgasms, dirty talks her to the end, and then just leaves. And I was like, God damn. This man's favorite thing is to make her like wither. And so he, so she pulled the shit, right? Where um, she's like, you can't touch. And then he pulled, he goes back and like does it to her. And he was like, Neil right oh my god he was like yeah and he was like you sit there now and like how do you feel about that game now like the oh you can't touch me game listen I love an orgasm denier as long as you get one in the end the process is just it makes for a great experience you know what I mean I don't know what you mean but hopefully you will soon happy valentine's day (laughs) but from the books I can tell that 
it's a it's a good thing it's a 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend <laughs> guys this guy will send me like texts and i would like screenshot them and send them to savannah and be like is he talking about sex because i no, really just don't I have know. To have a specific example because seth and i were on the bed last night and he said that man is bricked up <laughs> to emily if you i would like again to reiterate i said this last week if you are talking to Emily, you are also talking to me. And if you, when you get married, I deserve full rights to your speech because I have dated these men with you. We've been in it together. Because you guys know I'm book smart, but not street smart. Yeah, I think I think everyone's right. You just said, I really can't wait for tonight. I'm going to try to leave work early. What did he say last night? And you were like, is he talking about sex? Oh, cardio? Because we were both going to the gym. He said, I think cardio in general is hot. A lot of rounds is good. And Emily goes, is he talking about Seth? <laughs> Seth said, yeah, um, he's bricked up as fuck sitting in right now. <laughs> and she said she's not fucking this man until April. And he's bricked up. Day before Valentine's Day. <laughs> I had to look up what bricked up meant. <laughs> We're going to be on I was on the treadmill googling what bricked up. Is that the dictionary yet or did you just Google? I just Google. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Cal probably knew what bricked up meant, but I sure as hell So we're going to get into discussion questions. Me and Sav have our thoughts about these two. My first one is, do you think it's messed up? So old grandpa here, he was so meticulous with these wills. It is insane to me. All the different clauses, the green AA chip, just like even the other books, how like meticulous he was with like the wills blows my mind. But do you think it's messed up of grandpa to make Cal keep this a secret from Lana? I do think it's messed up. However, if Lana knew about the selling of the house, I don't think they would have ever gotten back together. So, like, it paid off. And I think that she handled it well. Like, he couldn't tell her it is what it is. Like, she really didn't get that mad about it. I felt like their third stage breakup was more about him needing to get sober and it wasn't really a breakup it was just like he needed to go and work on himself so yes but also we wouldn't have gotten the story if it wasn't a secret you just I think, I think it was <laughs> fucked up and I think that if it wasn't a secret we could have gotten maybe like friends to enemies mm. to lovers it could have added enemies but I think it was fucked up because yes this house like this house was so much of Lana's life like every like it was like her house like she like grew up and it's her life it's Cammy's house now and I think it was so messed up with grandpa to make Cal keep this a secret when so much of Lana's life is involved in the selling of this house like I think it's fucked up that Iris everybody else got to know but oh you're right you're right but Lana didn't get to know when this is like her house like she's like visibly heartbroken about the house being sold the plank okay and the fact that he kept that wooden plank killed me oh killed but me killed I me. was just like how can you like not tell her that like you like this is why you have to sell the house 
I also think that him creating the loophole that you can buy houses like with a trust. Yes. I would have been pissed if they actually had to sell the house and they couldn't end up like halfway through. I was like, if they don't end up in this fucking house that they are renovating, I know you live in, I'm going to be furious. Yeah. The whole, like the whole time I was like, they have to be at like, they, they have to end up in this house. Like they just have to. Yeah. It, I liked this story because it reminded me a lot of like the beach house in the summer. I turned pretty. Yeah. And how like, their love story starts there. I don't know. I'm just really thankful that they like got to stay where they, where they began. Yeah. Very cute. Okay. My question is kind of a two-parter. Do you think it's fucked up? The situation with the dad was hard because he was a piece of shit and he was drunk and the grandpa's like part of his, well, he, I guess had two options. One, he could make amends or two, he could get sober. I think both are like, commendable feats right like he did get sober and then if he got sober and didn't make amends with the sons they had the option to give him shares not enough to have stakeholder percent it was like eight percent of the company or to leave him out completely do you think it's fucked up that one he gets nothing and two that his sons had to vote like had to have that power to give him nothing or do you think it's honorable that they had the power to give him nothing no i think it's fucked up because they already have such a fickle relationship with the dad i think it was so messed up with the grandpa to once again there's too many hurdles to get i understand i I don't know if i just like missed it with the other books but the fact that it's like 25 billion dollars but i was like oh grandpa made them go through way too many hurdles already and then to go where they have to be interacting with the dad who they all can't st- it's not their fault that their dad's a piece of shit yeah so i think it was messed up that one of the options was that the sons get to decide yeah like i don't know i just wouldn't want to have that karma following me around you know what i mean and like i really liked that cal was like you know what i know that my vote doesn't matter and he was already dismissing him but like yes i would give you the shares i don't know it just made me like cal a whole lot more because like he did get sober. I don't know. People suck, the, but people can thing, also grow. And the thing is, like, people don't realize when you get to Cal's age and how he was a hockey player, how much of your life you are dedicating to the sport. Like my brother with baseball, it's six hours a day is committed to baseball. Like it is, it becomes your whole life. And of course, when he tore his ACL, the dream of hockey was like done. And like the way that the dad just treated Cal specifically, like you're such a loser. You can't do anything. You can't even play the sport anymore. And I'm just like, just, yeah. and then for Cal to vote, I was just like, this is a man. Yeah. Like, this is just, a man. It made me, I felt really bad for Cal. Cause like he loses his whole identity. He gets hooked on painkillers. Cause he fucking tore his ACL. Then he's really struggling with addiction and no one is supporting him. He really leaves behind the only person that was supporting him because he couldn't hurt her anymore. Like, he was really such a commendable dude. And at the end, him voting to give the dad the shares, even though he was a piece of shit. And, like, I would say arguably that the dad was the meanest to him. I'm just like, I love you. Like, you're such a good person, you know? That's the thing. Like, I really did feel bad for, like, I was rooting for Cal the whole time. And I love how much Lana was also like his cheerleader. And Lana was like, she would get mad at him at times, completely understandable, drinking at Cammy's birthday. 
but she's also was his number one cheerleader. And she was like, I will support you. And like Wyatt, the cop, um, who was his best yeah. friend, like they yeah. had like a rocky friendship coming back. Like he was like, I'll be your sponsor. So he like found his people that like wanted to lift him up and like support him. Yeah. I love his little overcoming addiction story and just was a huge fan all around of Callahan Kane. Yes. Such a great epilogue. Agreed. Tears. Tears. Okay. We're going to do a fun little V-Day. This or that. Not a ton of questions. Just a little a little something to get you through the day. Um, the first one is staying in or going out on Valentine's Day. I would like to stay in. I think that a very like cute day is like on like one of like my day ideas is like cook a meal together. And I think that like Valentine's Day would be like a cute like um cook a meal together date. I am a going out Valentine's Day person. We did stay in last year and we did the thing where you get the canvas and you put it on the ground and you put paint on it and then you fuck on the canvas. <laughs> so we did that last year, but this year we're just <laughs> casually going out. <laughs> chocolates or roses oh flowers 100 percent. seth actually got me a little thing of tulips this year that i could like potentially bring back and keep alive which i really enjoyed that's really cute i wonder if i'm gonna get flowers today (gasps) no because it's just another tuesday it's just another tuesday i think if you expect to get flowers you're gonna be disappointed and so Um, i would go in with low expectations i do have to say it's my friends and i did galentine's on Friday completely recommend going to like an Italian place with wine and like your gal pals and my friend had these little games so um shout out to Athena so she would have these games and it'd be like like what is your favorite form of like dirty talk oh fun like like, what is like the like the craziest place like you've had sex and it's like we're all like wine tipsy and da da and so I complimented the table pieces because the restaurant had like little flowers and everything all over the table pieces we're getting ready to leave and one of my friends whispers in my ear she's like I have something for you in the car homegirl took some of them for me (laughs) (laughs) so I have these cute little flower vases and like pink like flowers we love stealing from restaurants I love that for you (laughs) a little tangent from the chocolates and roses Oh, which book boyfriend would you rather spend the day with? Vicious Spencer or Nate Hawkins? This is like the hardest question I've ever had. Like, if this was SAT, I'd be sweating. I was typing it and I was like, fuck. I'm going to go with Nate Hawkins. I think Nate Hawkins would be more romantic and like fun. Vicious would take it so seriously. And, like, I don't know that I need a serious, intense Valentine's Day. Yeah. You could have, like, a cutesy, laid-back, fun, goofy time with Nate Hawkins. Yeah. So, I think I'm picking Nate Hawkins. Okay. I think I am, too. Okay. Red or pink? Pink. Pink, yeah. 100%. I'm in my pink era. I have been in my pink era since I was four years old. And I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. Do you have any more to add? I don't think so. I hope you all get flowers, chocolates, teddy bears, sex toys. I don't I don't I don't know what you get, but I hope it's what you want. 
Yes. Hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day. But before we wrap everything up, we got to put cow in a boyfriend pyramid. So as you guys know, we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. We have ultimate friends with benefits at the bottom. So maybe you guys are hooking up, might tell your friends, might not. Second, we have meet the parents. You guys could end up together. Could be just a long-term relationship. Then we have white picket fence. So the red door, two kids and a dog. And at the top of the top, we have God tier. So Sav, where are you putting Cal? Oh, Cal is God tier. Yeah, easily. easily There's no question. He was perfect. I mean, we just gushed about him for an hour. There's nothing (laughs) else to say. Yeah, he's going in the God tier. Him and his God complex can be God tier for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think in my head who would be his roommate. Oh, that's tough. Oh, I would put him with from Reluctantly Yours. Yes, that would be a good one. What's that guy's name? I can't remember. Oh, it's like when you forget the people that you slept with. I can't remember his name. Okay, wait, I'm looking. Because I was intimately in a relationship with whoever the guy from Reluctantly Yours. Um, Barrett. Barrett. Yep. He can room with Barrett. Yes. And speaking of Barrett, so the second book in that series is sorry, is coming out. Anna Huang posted the second one um, after King of Wrath. Um, It'll else? be out in April. In April. Um, Lucy's score. Okay. So Lucy's score is coming to Eagle Eye Bookstore March 3rd. I'll be there with one of my friends, me and Sid are going to meet Lucy. If you guys are in the Atlanta area, she will be there. And um, yeah, they're going to be selling the second book. So I'm going to buy it. Um, like oh have God. her sign it. And then she announced that the third she's um the third book in the Knock Em Out series is going to come out. So we have some good reads coming. Also, let me tell you about a fantastic customer service experience I had with Barnes & Noble. So remember when they had that pre-sale, I bought Lucy Score, Tessa Bailey, both of Tessa Bailey's that are coming out this spring. And then I also bought Happy Place by Emily Henry. Well, I'm a fucking idiot and put in the wrong address because I haven't bought online from Barnes and Noble since I moved. And it was like being delivered. My old address has like a lock mailbox. So I couldn't just go steal it back because it was being delivered like in the mailbox. And I called them and I'm like, hey, this is already being delivered. I don't think there's anything I can do, but can you change it for the other three? And she was like, I can't, unfortunately. Um, No, she changed it for the other three. And then she issued me a reorder to my right address for the one that was at the wrong address. Oh, that's so sweet. Isn't that so nice? So Secretly Yours by Tessa Bailey is like out for delivery. It'll be here today. And I've already pre-ordered the second Lucy score. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Some really good reads are coming out. Um, Yeah. Season of Love. Springtime. Season of Love. I hope y'all loved this episode and this book as much as we did. And Cal Kane, if you're available, just let me know. If you have a yeah. man like him, lock him up because yes. I'm on the lookout. So next week, we have been seeing this book all over. Sam and I have not read it, but we'll be reading The Right Move by Liz Tomford. It is an NBA sports book. We have not done one of those before. So we're really excited and we hope you guys enjoy this episode. You guys enjoy The Right Move and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.